feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Sundance Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, I think we're a couple of entre-troypreneurs. <laughs> yeah, maybe today we are reviewing Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman's Theater Camp, starring a large cast featuring Molly Gordon, Ben Platt, Noah Galvin, Jimmy Tatro, Patty Harrison, Ao Adibri, uh, Amy Sedaris, Caroline Aaron, Nathan Lee Graham, Owen Thiel, Alan Kim, and more. Eric, how you doing? We're doing good, Matt. You know, we've been talking a lot uh, about sort of, you know, very serious minded movies and, and some stuff that's been or a little heavy bit lighter. Themes, but yeah, but but yeah, it's nice to kind of flip the script a little bit and have fun and talk about something that is a little bit more easier going and also enjoyable and a movie that you need, I think, during any festival. We've talked about this I during agree, TIFF yeah. as well, right? Where like you see a lot of stuff that is good, but it's also, you know, more absorbing. It takes a toll like, on you because it's a lot mentally and, yeah. and and stuff like that to go through so many films with heavy themes or dark tone or or just, you know, things that you really need to be focused on and, and, and pay attention to and dissect. But sometimes you just hit one of these movies in a festival and it hits you at the right time, the right place. It's the perfect thing you need in that moment. And whether it's festival hyperbole or not, it could go either way, but it just hits you in that right spot and you get that, you know, that perfect thing you need at the right time. And theater camp was definitely that for me during Sundance this year. It's a burst of energy. Like it's it's just one of those movies that is just like I really do hope that they release a, a soundtrack or a vinyl of uh, oh the, absolutely the, of the score and the and the and the, the music yeah. that's incorporated into this because it really is a showstopper. I do worry a little bit if if it will because it was picked up by Searchlight and it is going to get. A I thought it was going to go to streaming, but no, it's going me, theatrical yeah. and and good because I think with a crowd it should this. be uh, it should be fun. Yeah, it's just that the one thing that with, if you with see Sundance, it with the right crowd, yes, the one thing with Sundance though is that Sundance has always been kind of somewhat notorious for a lot of you know for every you know Little Miss Sunshine or Coda, um, you know, there's a Hamlet too. And I really sure. like Hamlet too. But I the do problem not. with with the but the problem with Hamlet too is that when that was picked up by Focus Features, that was going to be a big deal, and it just nothing happened. And that does like yeah. it's like the uh, the Happy Texas so you know thing. Times, yeah. And yeah, and and I could see this happening with Theater Camp because it is such a niche genre of of music camp but specifically talking about broadway in the same way we, we discussed a little bit kids, with yeah. tick tick boom i think as well you know where like a lot of the references and and homages come from a place where if you grew or up in with that it, world you yeah. might get more out of it where i think the broader kind of humor and themes you know i think people will get it because like if you like christopher guest or if you like you know, wet, hot American summer, those, but those yep. movies also are very niche in their, their I agree, in terms yeah. of their, their, their humor, you know, in terms of the people that will laugh at those things. But, um, 
it is a very delightful uh, comedy. And it's one that like, again, I don't know if it's the best movie of the year by any means, but it's something where it's like, you know what? You need this movie every now and then you need something that's fun and humorous and people you can root for. And, you know, mm-hmm. situations that aren't necessarily always about capitalism, even though there, there is a little bit of that in this as well, yeah. but just it's cartoony, it, but in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and still very likable performances. Yeah, dude, I absolutely loved this. Um, I like I mentioned, I think I just saw it at the right time. I was having kind of a, I, I'm with you when you brought up the kind of what Sundance is, right, and what movies come out of Sundance. You do get that handful of movies that get picked up that have some commercial appeal, and they play to audience. Some are huge hits. Some are kind of you know cult classics. Some just kind of fall to the wayside. Um, for me, Sundance, at least the couple that we've participated in now this year, especially, you know, and I guess like any festival, it's not just a Sundance thing. Like I go through and I find like, oh man, they have to program a lot of films. Not all of these are working for me, but you find those few nuggets that really, really do. And theater camp was such a delightful surprise. Cause I feel like it wasn't even on our initial shortlist. Cause I think both you and I, after dear Evan Hansen, we were kind of like, <laughs> we were kind Kind of like with Ben Platt being like, you know, I, I don't want to go anywhere near him, right? Yeah. Like, I just, I can't, I can't. And it's not that Dear Evan Hansen was his fault or anything like that. I'm sure he was great on the original Broadway run of it and things like that. But I think like that, him and a thing about musical theater and theater kids, I was like, I don't know, this, this could be obnoxious. And I tweeted this out that theater kids will be obnoxious, but we should let them be obnoxious about this because I think it's absolutely wonderful. Like I do think it has that broad appeal that it could be funny to anyone. Although again, I say this t- over and over again on our shows. I think comedy is the most subjective genre, especially it's so hard. I feel like to review a comedy because as objective as me and you want to be in our reviews, I mean, I've always kind of had that subjective lens on my movie reviews, but like, uh, I feel like comedy is so subjective. Like everyone has a different sense of humor. You're not going to like something that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It just doesn't mean that it connected with you. And I, I worry like you that this movie is maybe for a very niche audience, right? Like someone who you either worked in theater in in high school, like worked on the school plays, uh, whether you are a theater kid and your whole life was this, much like a lot of the people in this, I think those kids will absolutely love it. Whether you have someone in your family, like I grew up with my sister being a musical theater kid and a theater kid, Um, so I was around it a lot and, you know, being in the arts, both you and I, Eric, like you, I think you worked on theater in high school, right? In the tech department. Oh yeah. In, in, for little orphan Annie, that was was my first, and my brother Kyle too, like my Kyle, even my brother Kyle, even more so like he knows and is friends with theater people. So it's like, right. Yeah. You 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 understand the personalities. You and understand the the the, the drama, the in jokes, and the drama, and like yes. all of that stuff. And like there is a lot of that. Um, and I feel like if you're in, you will lose your goddamn mind for this movie. Like it, it will be like 
gut bustingly, like really, really funny. Like my wife and I, Nevis and I watched this together and we had like, Nevis loves this movie. Like she absolutely adores it. She, she's like, if this isn't in her top, you know, couple movies of the year, by the end of the year, she'll be very, very surprised. She absolutely adored this. I think my sister will go crazy for this. I have a friend, Ryan Hancock, that will go bananas for this movie. And I just feel like, I don't know, from everything from the very simple plot of, you know, a typical camp movie of like, we got to save the camp, but then like in that very cartoony way and Patty Harrison just absolutely kills it as, as a rival camp uh, director that's trying to put them out of business. I love when she pops up. She was great and together together. Um, MVP and a recent episode Jimmy of She-Hulk as well. Yeah, she was in She-Hulk. She was wonderful there. MVP Jimmy Tatro. We said this is going to be the Jimmy Tatro appreciation show. Just the way he, he dances is, is incredible. He is phenomenal. He's so funny and underrated. If you haven't watched American Vandal, like it's so fucking good. And anytime I see him pop up in something, he just cracks me up um i think molly gordon and ben platt are are fantastic as these two best friends and even kind of where their relationship goes and and the movie does tackle some interesting themes of when you're young and growing up and especially in this industry where you're trying to get your big break and things like that and and but you do work at this camp and still care about the kids but you want to focus on your career because everyone going to these camps and working on these camps wants that big break right and i feel like the movie does such a good job with all that not to mention uh the look of the movie i absolutely loved in the first couple minutes like you know i'm a sucker for you know stylistic choices like looking like i don't know whether they shot it on film or they just shot it digitally and made it look like film but i think it looks awesome and like i thought it was a period piece at first like i thought it was like wet hot american (laughs) summer or something like that until yes i know that's what happened dude i thought it was a period piece i thought it took place in like the 70s right because like i thought it was going to be one of those movies of like um a lot of these camp kind of movies is like this feels like such an antiquated I didn't really go to camps growing up. Maybe camps still exist, like sleepaway camps like this, where you go away for all, all the, in the entire summer. But it feels like such a 70s and 80s thing to me yeah. that like when the movie starts and it's got this grainy cinematography, it's got the one seven eight aspect ratio, I think, um, with the black bars on the side. I could be wrong there. I don't know. Um, uh, but it's just, I'm like, oh shit, this is a period piece. And then you have Jimmy Tatro come in vlogging and being a crypto bro. And I'm like, Oh no, this is way different than I thought. And then just like the heart and soul that I think was poured into this movie. And I think that's why it works so well, where you have Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman who have been best friends um, since they were kids. And you have Ben Platt and Noah Galvin who are also friends with Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman, like this, this foursome of them who, who grew up in this world and really care about this world and the kids that are, that want to succeed in this world that you can really see like with archival footage and, and the humor and everything that everyone just like really kind of went out on a limb and said like we gotta make it seems like a bunch of friends got together and made a movie over a weekend which is not a bad thing though in this well case, it's it's well like, the, the shaping of the narrative with all yeah. of that you know the 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 archival footage, but even just like photos and like, it feels so well thought out because it's real and you could say, Oh, well, it's really self-absorbed and pretentious and, 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 you know, narcissistic. And part of it is, I mean, part of that, that's sure. part of what theater camp is, but the way that these characters and the story kind of fits perfectly within that milieu of 
you know, classic kind of throwback 70s and 80s camp movies, and a lot of which are very kind of male-dominated machismo. You think of like Meatballs or, you know, any of those kind of movies. This kind of has a new spin on it, and it's still very funny, the eccentricity of the performances and the personalities, you know, both working together, but also clashing, and the frustration of kind of putting together a production is funny, but then on top of that, also having kind of the looming foreclosure that's, you know, threatening, uh, you know, the camp and then having Jimmy Tatro, whose mother, you know, played by, an Amy Sedaris. by Sedaris, uh, Joan, <laughs> who he comes in and kind of is taking over and kind of is like the, the exact opposite of who you would expect to be able to kind of figure out both the you know, the art side and the commerce thing, because it's almost like he's like the movie producer coming in to work on a production that's been kind of like, um, you know, struggling. And he's trying to also understand, you know, where he fits into all of this and maybe learns a little bit more about his own mother. But like, there's like this amazing audition process where everybody's kind of filling out roles and, you know, he's couldn't be less interested in what is going on until he hears someone sing Post Malone. Post Malone. And the way <laughs> his so body funny. language lights up. It's incredible. He's He has this comedic timing and personality that are working in tandem together in such a phenomenal way that when you're watching him kind of interact with people that are just in extremely talented and are on this different level it's just this really great culture clash but it's also very funny just to see you know him trying to learn and i really loved the arc of the glenn character i think that that is one of those yeah those storylines that is beautifully portrayed understated um totally and, agree. and and somebody that you are rooting for and 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 it's like you always love a character that 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 has so much to give and never gets no their due attention to them but then yeah. when you realize how incredible they are but also how you know again egoless they are as well i uh, love the recurring bit of being invisible kind of yeah. thing of like no one paying attention to you and just like how you can kind of it, it's great and yeah it, their their arc is fantastic in this um yeah the I mean, right. I, I love the mockumentary style too. something that could be overdone and, and, and things like that. Like it, it, but it has that Christopher guest. I, that's the easy, you know, uh, way to compare it. But like those eccentric characters, the over the top characters where nothing is quite like you can believe that these are real people, Chantel, but like, also, yeah, <laughs> but they're all caricatures of people you would know from the theater world. Right. And yeah. from the arts world. And like, they're all heightened to an extent where no one is acting sort of like how a real human being would, but you know, people who are sort of like them in real life. Right. Which makes it just funny. And that's what Christopher guest was so great at is like these over the top characters where it's, Re it's showing you like it's reality because it's a documentary but you have these absolutely ridiculous performances and over the top and theater is perfect for that right because then it is even more believable because everyone even these kids that they have at the at the camp are all over the top and the way they act that are is like above their age and things like that because they're trying so hard to be taken seriously in this world um shout out to ao 
uh, Edabiri. Is that how you pronounce her name? <gasps> from the is bear, that, right? Uh, from the bear. She oh, is she's wonderful. <laughs> she is so good. And I'm so happy for her because like she kills it in in the bear and she just got cast in Thunderbolts and we don't know who she's playing in that as well. But she's definitely like um, going to have a huge kind of couple years because like, her- I feel like she has deadpan delivery is yeah. incredible and the way that like she's also somebody that's being brought have you in watched that, the bear yet no i haven't yet and i'm, I'm going to and i'm similar I'm excited in that. she's because great in that the way that it's like she like she's like jimmy tatro's character a little bit as well where it's like she's brought in by him because they got funding got, for some of the for some of the courses <laughs> the only and, person that would take the job or whatever yeah because it's 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 regional hiring and and <laughs> the way that she interacts with you know these kids and specifically like the mask training is incredible um but but it's but again like i think you just touched on something that's really important this is also a really wonderful example of of a safe space for those that kind of are outsiders that are people that maybe have a hard time fitting in elsewhere and you kind of feel the love and passion that you know this community creates and cultivates for each other and yeah you know the, the 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 warmth and and you know complete emotion of having that space you know and feeling like you're not alone and feeling like you have other people that love the same kind of weird sort of stuff that you're into and and you know can reference the theater in a way that that you know can both exemplify how you feel as a person but also how you know other people might have a new perspective on something and, and like even just the creation of Joan still, you know, this play that yeah, they're putting this on original musical. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in tribute of, of, of Amy Sedaris's character. It's, it, it is so, it is such a joy. It is such a pleasure yeah. uh, watching this movie and you just can't help, but have a smile on your face as you're watching it. And this says a lot, especially going from like, watching dear evan hansen and having post-trauma of like <laughs> that's like, what i mean I we saw i don't we want saw to watch ben anything platt, <laughs> we saw ben platt theater movie and we we're like ooh, let's stay away from that one and then like i, I for, maybe shout out to joey noel because i think i was from kind of funny because i think we were uh dming about sundance and, and she was asking which movies we were seeing and things like that and i think it might have been on her list of films which is what kind of put it on my radar and then um, I think I just, you know, I, I was like, all right, Joey has great taste. I'm like, I'll, I'll, and you know, I'm going to give it a shot because I wanted to see some of the stuff that Joey was seeing and uh, it wasn't even on our short list of movies. And then, uh, I threw it in there at the last second and I was like, let's just give this a shot. It's 94 minutes. It's a comedy. Like what it can't be worse than dear Evan Hansen. So like, let's just give it a shot. So, uh, I think it's absolutely wonderful. Again, might not be your thing. So we're, we're talking very highly on it. Like, I feel like if you're from this background, uh, if you, whether, if you had, if you did theater in high school, if you were on the tech thing in theater in high school, if you if you're a crypto a, bro, <laughs> yeah, if you're a crypto bro or a vlogger or, or a YouTube star, you might, uh, laugh at Jimmy Tatro's character. Um, but if you really have that theater background or someone in your family does, and you've been around their friends and, and, and people that they've, hung out with i think you will get something from this um if you're not i think you might have varying success from the from the humor right like i don't know if it will be your thing you might just think it's middle of the road average but like i don't know if it hits and it it hit for me and i think it's fantastic um 
I'm at a four out of five right now, but that could easily be a four and a half. And I, even if I, I could even go to a five, it just depends. Like it was one of those movies where, Oh, another great point I wanted to bring up and I will give full credit to my wife, uh, Nevis for saying this when we were watching it. I think my only like criticism of the movie is that I love the 93 minute, uh, 94 minute runtime, but she mentioned, she's like, this would be a great TV show. And I don't know if it would overstay its welcome uh, if it was, but you know, this is a summer camp that's supposed to be taking place over an entire summer. Correct. Um, And I feel like if you spent a little bit more time with these characters and developing those relationships and, you know, we mentioned Glenn's storyline and, and Rebecca, Diane and Amos's, (laughs) uh, which are Molly Gordon and Ben Platt's uh, characters. Like, um, I think if you spent more time developing that and, and bringing Jimmy Tatro in and Patty Harrison's rival camp and, and, you know, all of those characters, I feel like could have had their own episodes. Right. And this might've been even better if it was, I don't want the movie to be any longer, but like, I do feel like this could be like a backdoor pilot to like a, a TV show even. Right. Or a mini series. Or a mini series. Right. And like, I, I would have really loved this as like a six to nine episode or even just like five to six episode miniseries focusing on maybe those different characters. And I feel like that could have been really great because the one criticism I have is it does go pretty quick through all of that. And in the 94 minute runtime, it is at a rapid pace. I still think it completely works and I really, really like it. But yeah, Nevis stopped uh, partway through. And she was like, this would be a great TV show. And I'm like, you absolutely nailed it. Like, I think it might even be like a better TV show than a movie. So I'm at a four right now. Uh, but I, I really, really like this movie. And I think on a rewatch, if it holds up on that rewatch, I think it's a 4.5 for me. But I'll stick with a four for now. Yeah. Theater Camp follows in the footsteps of Christopher Guest, which is to say this is an often hilarious and heartfelt mockumentary. And when you're watching it, you're thinking you know, to Nevis's point, like, you know, I would have loved to have seen more with the rival theater camp and the way that they're kind of setting that up at the beginning of the movie, you think like, oh, that's going to be a major plot point with maybe you'll see like the more corporate side of theater, you know, and that never really happens. And it reminded me weirdly of like when other I was other than a, kid, a, a dance with a great DJ sequence. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Again, Jimmy Tatro's just on fire in this in this movie. But like it reminded me as a kid, like I used to go to a public school that was right next to a Catholic school. And there were times, especially during the winter, where those two schools, those students would clash and fight and there would be snowball fights and you're thinking to yourself, okay, they're setting something up there. And it never, yeah, it never really happens other than that one kind of mixer. And, you know, another thing that is kind of, you know, wonderful about this, that is a thematic connection for the festival, you know, another movie we both really liked, You Hurt My Feelings, you know, the the relationship between Molly Gordon and, and Ben Platt, you know, the, the, the codependency of people. And sort of looking at that, I think is really fascinating because that's another thing that you hurt my feelings does do with 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 Don and Beth. And so there's something there where it's like, you know, somebody maybe is afraid to hurt the other person's feelings in order to move on with their life. And then the other person maybe isn't really sure that they want to, you know, go on and, and do something else and, you know, the procrastination of that. And yeah, so you're watching this thing and there's there's so much there that 
you could say like, oh, well, it's a little slight and it's only kind of hitting on these things in a way yeah. to kind of get to that runtime because mm-hmm. it is a very streamlined, lean, mean kind of movie. Like it goes through the paces so quickly. It introduces yeah. you to so many characters that you could probably spend more time with. But saying all that, I think it does so in a way that it's just a pure joy to watch and you never feel like the movie overstays its welcome. And if you are on its wavelength, I think you will have so much fun with it. And it is a film that, you know, with the right crowd, I think is going to be just an amazing time at the theater. Like it's one of those movies where it's like, if you watch it at, you know, TIFF, for example, and you, you have that right mindset coming in and, and the enjoyment of it, I think it's going to be a blast. And I would it's have a movie loved I can't wait to crowd. see again, you know, and maybe yeah. with a, a crowd. So, and sorry, your rating. Oh yes, four out of five. Hell yeah, I I'm so close to giving it a four point five, everyone. But I will wait and watch. I will watch this again once it gets a theatrical release. I would love to see it in a theater and and hopefully with a crowd. I might skip the press screening and then go see it with a crowd or something like that because, um, I do think it yeah if it if it hits it will hit with people and i hope it does searchlight picking it up and saying it'll give it a theatrical release i think is like that's disney with some confidence there because not a lot of searchlight stuff gets theatrical anymore <laughs> like well, searchlight it's a, it's a stuff bit of usually, both right like it's like a yeah film, film basis like, so which but a lot of it goes to disney plus so when i heard that they picked this up i was like Oh, are they just going to have, or sorry, a Hulu in the U S uh, Disney plus here in Canada. But like, I was like, Oh, is this going to be a streaming play? And I could see it as a streaming play, but I'm so glad that they'll probably put a little bit of weight behind it and give it a theatrical release as, you know, as much as they do for, for searchlight stuff. So, uh, that's awesome to hear. Um, thank you all for listening and watching. Uh, we really do appreciate it. You can check out all of our Sundance reviews. I won't list them all, but there's plenty of them right here on Untitled movie reviews. We have about 10 to 15 reviews that you guys can go check out. Um, We also have a show, if you are watching HBO's The Last of Us, uh, uh, we have a show called The Cast of Us, which is an untitled HBO uh, Last of Us podcast. Uh, Episode three, a long, long time, uh, just dropped uh, this past Sunday. Uh, One of the best episodes of television in a ironically long, long time. Uh, So go please check out that episode uh, of the podcast. You can find it on YouTube and all podcast services. And we have a new episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast where we talk about the Oscar nominees as well as uh, Critics' Choice Awards winners. So go check that out. One-stop shop for everything. Head over to Letterboxd. It's Untitled underscore Movies. You can find us there. Um, And as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. I'm Eric Martian. You can find more of my video reviews on RogersTV.com slash CinemaScene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Joan Still. Bye, everyone.